Welcome to this Meetings Today podcast. I'm Tyler Davidson, Vice President and Chief Content Director for Meetings Today. And really excited to have a great guest for you, uh, Julius Solaris, who uh, an industry, meetings industry veteran um, and a real content whiz. And uh, he just joined SwapCard, an end-to-end virtual and hybrid event platform as its head of engagement. Thanks for joining us, Julius. Thanks for having me, Tyler. What a pleasure. Um, t- tell us more about SwapCard and what you're going to be doing there as its head of engagement. Yeah, well, as you correctly said, uh, you know, SwapCard is a, started as a mobile app in actually 2014, so it's been around for a while as a networking tool at events, mobile app for events. Then obviously, as a lot of companies did in March 2020, they pivoted very, very quickly with a amazing looking uh, virtual event platform. And that's, I guess, part of the reason why it grew super fast over the past year or so, uh, you know, offering a space for event planners to meet. And uh, yeah, as of two weeks ago, I just joined the team uh, looking after their engagement strategies, uh, which is a fancy name for marketing. And, uh, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking after all of their activities. So very exciting times. Yeah, in a very, uh, very interesting time for the industry in the last year. Now, you've been covering it for many years uh, in your previous position at uh, Event MB. Um, and, you know, what are you thinking right now? Um, how has the last year been? Where are we at now? And where do you think we're going? Well, you know, it's been a crazy year. Obviously, no need to state the obvious here. Uh, it's a, it's a, I think the, the level of disruption is just crazy, uh, especially on the technology side of things. You know, for people like me, I've been worked on Event MB as uh, editor and founder for years. You know, I've been keeping an eye on technology. And, you know, we've never seen, you know, we just they just announced like a round of uh, another round of 400 million for hopping today. <laughs> it's just all over the place. Yeah. Right. You know, we never yeah. seen those numbers uh, in technology for events before. So the the massive rate, you know, swap card group 400 percent in a year. You know, how how do you reconcile that with what used to happen? Uh, it's not reconcilable. So the level of disruption is, uh, is just incredible. The, we're, we're reshaping an industry, I believe. Like this is like this is going to be a turning point for the industry in terms of going forward for whatever the going back to business means in terms of in-person, hybrid, and virtual. Um, three components that are going to be there. Uh, how that's going to play out? Uh, not a lot of people can guess that, to be honest, right now. But what's your guess then? Uh, how this will play out after you know? Let's just say. The vaccine rollout goes successfully and we're sort of back to sort of what would be, uh, you know, the traditional um, sort of setup we used to have um, in, you know, the third quarter, fourth quarter of this year or maybe into 2021. What are meetings and events going to look like? So, yeah, I mean, the last research we were on an event MB before I left um, said that, you know, planners look at Q4 and then Q1 and 2 of 2022 as a bigger comeback for in-person events. But, you know, they used to say Q, Q2 and Q1 2021. They used to say Q4 2020 before then. So what planners think, unfortunately, is not necessarily what is going to happen, I believe. So that's the first starting point. Whatever the feeling is that we have to deal with, uh, with the reality of, uh, you know, a comeback of the virus that we didn't expect in this scale, uh, right now, so a lot of people were planning for in-person events for Q1 and Q2. 
2021 and then you know they they pivoted to 100 virtual so that's what is happening people are booking for hybrid events for q3 q4 2021 right now but with a backup solid backup plan of going 100 virtual um those during those times that's what that was, that's what's happening right now then what the future looks like there's three categories of needs that we need to look at the need for meetings that could be replaceable before um, the pandemic hit, right? There was a lot of meetings that, honestly, we have to be honest about it, they weren't necessary, right? They were just happening. That, that was the way of doing things. And those will be substituted 100% by virtual events. No questions about it. What, what types of meetings do, would you uh, think fit into that bucket? Well, it's tough to say, right? It's more like what is the what is the why of those meetings, and is there enough reasons why we need to travel for miles and miles to get in person for say like half a day for internal sales presentation, for example? Yeah, see a lot of those internal meetings opportunities to be replaced, and those internal meetings were a big chunk of the industry as well, right? So, yeah. you know, all of that questionable. Um, Virtual, like this collective experience of the past year taught us that we can do great virtual meetings and replace those unnecessary unnecessary meetings that we used to do. Then there's a need to connect people that cannot attend in-person events. And those people are gonna be a big chunk going into 2022. There's gonna be a lot of people that cannot, will not, will not want to attend in-person events in 2022. So you need to cater for those with hybrid experiences, right? So you have to mm-hmm. cater for um, different percentages, by the way. Right now, 100% virtual. Mm-hmm. Six months time, 20% in person, 80% virtual. 2022, 50-50, then probably more in person than virtual. That's what we hope so with hybrid. So you have to cater for these people going forward. In different sectors, different representation. Then there's the third and final need that it's the need to meet in person for large events. Um, and the need there is just going to be, I need to be there because everybody's there. Um, right. It shows, you know, large events, large sporting events where the component of me of uh, attending in person is very important to close business and whether they're going to have a digital strategy or not it's for them to decide, but the major driver is going to be in-person attendance to those meetings. Now, all how we put all of that together for event owners, meeting owners, business owners in the event industry, that's going to be the challenge uh, in 2022. And so it kind of sounds like it's going to, you know, kind of ramp up and maybe, as you mentioned, the ratios of uh, virtual to in-person events and then hybrid will sort of, uh, you know, escalate on a, on a kind of a growth curve is, is what you're saying. Correct. Um, and I think, you know, the people I talked to, you know, the initial impression when this all hit was, oh, my goodness, we're in for a bad three months. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nervous right. laughter ensues. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. And then they're kind of like, uh, well, I better learn this virtual event thing and fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, of course, all sorts of uh, vendors sort of entered the scene or uh, ramped up their marketing or our presence. Um, but I think, you know, one takeaway is that now people are more familiar with it. 
and they see their uh, attendance numbers go through the roof with virtual events. So I think the argument is that, well, you know, we're going to go back to in-person events, but hybrid is going to be a big thing. And, you know, how do you think uh, hybrid, uh, you know, in conjunction with an in-person event um, will play out? Well, I mean, that's a big question because we're still in a very, uh, I would say, uh, not realistic environment right now, right? So mm-hmm. the big numbers that we have are the results of lockdowns, furloughs, um, you know, people staying at home extensively, right? So will that persist once things go back to normal? We don't know, right? Nobody yeah. Knows. So that's that's kind of uh, where I'm at right now. It's a very uh, unrealistic environment we're living in. Um, basing the fact that you need virtual events merely on numbers is pro- potentially risky on the long term, you have to think about your hybrid strategy now. You have to think about touch points, whatever they are, virtual. But you know, assuming that you're gonna have a business because you're having high numbers right now next year, it's probably not gonna be the case because in some regions, people won't stay home to attend your virtual events. They won't go out and they will probably be at the office, not at home, working from home. So mm-hmm. you have to keep that in mind. Therefore. Your engagement strategy for the year is going to be even more important, right? And the different touch points and creating those opportunities for touch points is going to be so important and relevant. And um, so, and tell us more about Swap Card um, and maybe what their competitive point of difference is. And then, you know, it's not only uh, just a virtual event platform, too, right? It's um, they also do, um, you know, in person and, of course, combining virtual and in person for hybrid events. Absolutely. Yeah. As I mentioned, we come from, from in-person. So that's, that's kind of the, and for in-person for large events. So our specialty is large events. So think, you know, next week, South by Southwest is going to happen on swap card. Uh, we're um, geared up for, uh, and I can give you the inside scoop of something that we're releasing next week, Tyler, just for you. Uh, we just signed a massive deal with Informa for all of their, connect and technology events to happen on swap card. So we're talking um, events with attendees in excess of 500,000 people. So um, very, very large implementations, but we come from that. We come from live. And, uh, you know, one of the things, the pain points with um, these large meetings, um, even like if you have a thousand people, to be honest, like you don't have to go to 20,000, 30,000 or 100,000. You have still have the same problem of how to network, who to meet, how to do business. That's the key question, right? And Mm -hmm. we actually use artificial intelligence very cleverly to connect you with the right people within the event. And we are not talking about adding fancy tags and tagging people. That's not artificial intelligence. We're talking about learning about preferences of attendees throughout the use of the platform any type of interaction and add those as learning capability to actually deliver the best potential matches, whether it's people to meet, sessions to attend, products to buy, and um, you know exhibitors to get in touch with. So all of that, that's kind of very powerful. And the second part that I'm very excited about is something that we're about to announce, which is um, that community layer that's coming to Swapcard where you can have your community for your event brand and then have individual standalone events or webinars or whatever event driven type of activity you want to do virtual in person or hybrid 
but have all the attendees on one platform and having them essentially just RSVPing what is paid or free to different events and different uh, activities that you're going to do. So we're very excited about that. Excellent. And, you know, in talking with people in the industry who have had to make this, uh, you know, pivot uh, for, I guess that's the term everyone's throwing around. Um, the one thing they say they have a very hard time with is networking in a virtual environment. Um, I mean, you don't get that uh, meeting, uh, you know, running into someone by the uh, the coffee table and striking up a conversation sort of experience. Um, how do you envision that improving in the virtual and or hybrid um, environment? So that's that's the key, right? That's the networking, the making business, especially for large events like trade shows, which were very dear to us. You know, that's the, that's the game. Like that's the name of the game in terms of, making those connections and uh, creating that serendipitous. We're, we're achieving that in two ways. One is uh, the artificial intelligence piece, meaning that also like if you plan to attend multiple events on Swapcard, for example, say you attend IMAX, right? And then you want to attend uh, PCMA Convene Leaders, just to make two examples that are familiar with the event industry. Um, Swapcard will learn about your preferences at IMAX and will save those preferences with your profile. And then if you bump into the same people or exhibitors at convening leaders, you will be already have that matching capability at the next event. So you mm-hmm. see how powerful is that? Because the system is always learning about your preferences and the people you should meet and then potentially match you already in the new event you're going to attend because you've been on the platform. So there's a lot of uh, obviously all you know GDPR compliant and all of that, no information stored anywhere on servers, all, all of that, you know, taken care of, but, you know, see the potential of that. And that's going to be the key going forward to making sense of all these thousands of people and incredible amounts of information available, right? You want to be directed with, from the platform. Then there's a, a design stage, right? That is very important. Um, planners have to create these opportunities. And that's why I'm excited about um, things like roundtables happening within the platform where you can have 50 people in a room discussing a topic, audio only, a la clubhouse if you want to do it, or with video. So, you know, all of that, it's happening now. And that's the uh, sort of uh, serendipitous opportunity to create networking uh, um, relationships out of roundtables, for example, or, you know, one-to-one conversations in groups. Um, Mm -hmm. excited about that and the potential interaction with the hybrid component and have mixed audiences that are attending from their phones, um, you know, in a room or, you know, from their house. So, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's the connection element I'm excited about. Yeah, that really is amazing. The, the analytics and uh, like you mentioned, all this information that just gets carried forward uh, forever. And especially if you're on one platform, that's a, very powerful tool and probably creates a lot of, uh, you know, revenue generating possibilities. Um, you know, what are some other, uh, you know, how is the revenue uh, model changing, um, say, in virtual meetings and then hybrid? What are some opportunities out there? So the message is clear that, you know, ticketing is not as big of a revenue model as it used to be, right? Because the, the perception of virtual events not delivering tangibility uh, to as opposed to in-person events where you know you get to travel. There's a there's a hotel. There's a buffet. 
there's uh, you know activations, there's networking parties, there's so much going on, right? Um, that value proposition on virtual kind of uh, decreases a little bit, even though some platforms do better than others in terms of managing uh, you know enough uh, activation opportunity to give tangibility. But still, there's an inevitable perception that whenever you buy something that is digital, is not as valuable as something physical. I mean, that's human mm-hmm. nature, I believe. Uh, so that means that there's a renewed interest in the planner side to make a lot out of the sponsorship opportunities with sponsors and engage with brands. And some some event owners are doing incredibly well because of the uh, augmented reach of virtual events, right? So that's inevitable, right? Some events that used to have 500 people now have 5,000 people. So that there's yeah. an inevitable brand uh, advertising opportunity. There's an inevitable lead generation opportunity. And obviously, some planners are better than others in designing these opportunities. Some platforms are better than others at creating these opportunities. Um, and then you're, you know, really a content uh, veteran, and that's why I've loved talking with you over the years um, in the virtual and hybrid realm. Um, what is it, what are some good examples or tips for uh, good content? That's interesting. So, first of all, like you gotta you gotta take care of the medium you're using for, right? So, the most common mistake I've seen is like these one hour long sessions adapted from in-person to virtual and they just don't work, right? This cannot be the same. The attention spans are so short that you have to start designing for those short attention span with uh, you know enough variety to keep the attention high at all times, but also giving sort of enough white space for people to disconnect, whether it's a DJ room, a yoga session or whatever. So you need to start to create those opportunities to disconnect from this constant stream of content is always on mentality that we live in the virtual space. So the content goes end in end with your design process for virtual. And I feel that at some stage, the, the content that delivers the best is obviously the most engaging one, is the one that is created, co-created with the audience, and is the one that innovates a little bit in the format of delivery. Um, it's not necessarily about the what, it's about the how you deliver mm-hmm. on virtual. Great. And um, I think we're kind of getting near the end of today's uh, program. But, you know, what do you want to leave the audience with, um, you know, say, uh, meeting planners about maybe some of the top line considerations they should have in this new environment right now? So um, a research that we run on EventMB last month, 70 percent of planners invest, will inv- say they will invest in digital going forward for the events, meaning they will have a hybrid component um, to their event. There's going to be some form of digital attached to their event. So the 70% of them is pretty big and remarkable uh, number that tells you kind of the trend of where the industry is going forward, right? Um, Therefore, keeping virtual on top of mind for the next year and a half is key. Like not the next six months, like you're, you're not thinking long term. Uh, if you're thinking six months, it's got to be, you got to have a digital strategy going forward 100% throughout 2022. Do not schedule just in person right now. It's just not safe to do that. Um, so hybrid, absolutely. Um, but, you know, keep in mind that things may change abruptly, very quickly. Uh, that's, the, that's the, you know, whenever people uh, throw the new normal 
uh, buzzword there. The new normal is the unpredictability of the environment we live in. And all of these buzz of virtual can go away really fast and you've got to be ready with in person. So we don't know. We don't know. Uh, the uncertainty is key here. Um, the way things are developing are super fast. And so we need to keep an eye on uh, how things are working on a regional level. We know that, for example, summer was a, a good moment to plan a lot of the in-person activities because things went down. Um, so we can potentially model something like that be happening this summer. So yeah, keep that in mind, be ready to adapt, be flexible as much as possible. That's the only thing I can say for sure. Excellent. Well, uh, congratulations on your uh, new position. Looking forward to seeing what you're going to be up to. Uh, thanks for joining us today, Julius. Thanks for having me, Tyler. Pleasure. And thank you for listening to this Meetings Today podcast. Um, if you're interested in more Meetings Today podcasts, just head on over to our website at meetingstoday.com, where we have a number of podcasts with industry thought leaders I'm sure you'll enjoy. So thanks for joining us and have a great rest of the day.